entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a plan that guarantees increased profitability and guides your growth. I want to share some strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something to share with you. I've got five ways to turn your business into one worth selling. Go pick that up. It's free. It's helpful. You're going to get those ideas and be able to put them into your, into your business right now. Go pick those up at my website at trajectorybiz.com. That's trajectorybiz.com. So I'm super excited to have my guest with me, Tom Hobbs. Uh, we've been doing some, uh, some touring lately, so it's been really fun. <clears throat> Tom is obsessed with time when he started, uh, when he got his first watch in fourth grade. It had a Snoopy in the center uh, of the attention and a tennis racket uh, was the uh, minute hand and a tennis ball was the second hand. Uh, if you can totally picture this watch, right? We've all had it. Um, he would watch the tennis ball go around and round and round. Minutes became uh, his obsession. Fast forward to his early jobs in manufacturing, Tom would diligently work to squeeze extra cycles from the machine into adding cycles per minute. Every second gained were a couple of extra cycles per hour. Now Tom has developed a program to help busy business heroes focus on their minutes so that they can become more productive at work, build stronger ties to their spirituality and increase their relationships and to enhance themselves physically. Tom is happily married to his wife of 19 years, has seven kids, holy cow, and always finds time to work out and present in conversations. Tom, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. Thanks for having me. This is great. Okay, so we've all had that, that Snoopy watch or the Mickey Mouse watch, you know, and we're trying to do things um, and trying to stretch out the time. But one question for you that, that I've heard from you in the past, we can't we can't manage time, right? Right, Because it's a fixed number. So what can we do when we talk about time management? The biggest thing is to stop calling it management. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't, since we can't manage time, let's use a different semantic. So I actually try to guide people through navigation of their time mm. by helping them, you know, form little strategies and habits that steal those minutes back. Because every minute lost is a minute gone. So picture for a second, you're in the middle of a meeting, you're totally bored out of your mind because you're the wrong person in the meeting. Ever have one of those? Never happen. Never, never, never happens. Right? Never, <laughs> never. Uh, that's why I totally led with that. That's my first one. <laughs> but we spend more time in meetings as professionals that mean absolutely nothing to our business than we do actually making money. Mm. And when you think about that for a second and you really let that sink in. That means the biggest opportunity is to shorten meetings or not take them, mm. right? So you squeeze minutes right off the bat like that. I find that the average person could steal 47 minutes a day just by eliminating parts of meetings. Fantastic idea. And, and, and I'm sure so many listeners are going, yeah. I mean, who sat in that meeting that, that was like their part was five minutes and the other 55 or 75 minutes of that meeting were just wasted. Right. 
Um, okay. If I had to do a poll, I would say 97% of people had one of those in the last week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would add me to that. Um, okay. So, so when we talk about um, what did you call it? It's not time management. It's time navigation. Navigation. So when Think we're about navigating- being on a ship, right? You're on a yacht. You're sailing into paradise. You're at the helm. So you've got the wheel in your hand and you've got a compass in the other hand, right? Either that or you know how to read the stars, <laughs> right? One or the other. But okay. You're guiding yourself with your compass. So picture the compass when you're thinking time navigation. Okay. So we're navigating the time and we're using it to its best or most fulfilled use. I guess would be the greatest best excellent. Yes, greatest potential. Excellent. Okay. So give us some more ideas on how we can maybe recognize that we're being sucked into some other time loop or vortex or whatever we want to call it that yeah. would um, I have a name for those too. Cut. Oh, tell, share with us. Yeah, I call those time vacuums. Vacuums. Right. And the reason I use vacuums is in nature quick quiz. If I were to run another poll on this one, I would ask people where they find vacuums in nature. And I wait and I wait and I listen in silence and they don't exist. You know, I'll hear really? people not, say- Not at all. Not I'll hear people say space. Yeah. Right? Space is a vacuum, but we theorize that space is a vacuum. We don't know that space is a vacuum. We haven't actually touched that part. So we've been to space, but we've only been so far. Okay. But I'm not going into quantum physics today because a lot of people would get mad at me because it's not my lane, right? Good. So let's pull back from that. So let's think about on earth where mother nature resides. Uh, waterfalls are going in a direction. Water spouts go in a direction. Hurricanes go in a direction. You can drop pressure in a hurricane, but it really doesn't create a vacuum. It creates a force that's being driven in a, in a circular motion that'll draw you up, but you're still being drawn up through velocity. You're not hmm. being drawn up through vacuum. So we create vacuums as humans. We have vacuum cleaners, but we also have these time vacuums where we'll go onto social media, for instance. And next thing you know, 20 minutes goes by and you know what's going on with all your friends, but you missed, well, let's go back to the meeting. You missed everything that was just talked about in the meeting because you're checked out. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so true. <laughs> so it's easy to get sucked into these different things. So I, I have self-inflicted time vacuums, which are the ones that we do to ourselves, but then there's the external forces. Hmm. You're in an office setting and somebody drops in to talk to you about their neighbor who did something stupid over the night, like put out these really big spotlights that kept them up all night and they're mad about it. Right. Five minutes goes by time vacuum gone. Uh, somebody else drops by to talk about the football game over the coming the, the last week or the soccer match that happened on Sunday. And God, you know, I'm as good as everybody else. I love talking about that stuff. But once those minutes are gone, they're gone. You can't mm. get them back. You can't recover them. So I'm trying to get people to be really intentional about how they're using their time by noting them. So I have this journal page. I'm going to just flash it on the screen real quick. This is a copywritten thing, so don't take it. It's mine. Yeah. No, but that's that's super detailed. <laughs> right. But it's super detailed, but it's got this section on it that says, where are my distractions coming from? And I want people to just tick them, right? These are tick marks. That takes you how long? I'll show you. A second. And in hand. 
Uh, I'm going to say I got a notification. Boom, I have a tick, <laughs> right? But then if there's somebody that dropped by, say Jim dropped by and he was talking about the game and we talked for 10 minutes, then down at the bottom of the page under time vacuum, I'm going to write Jim 10 minutes. And mm. then at the end of the day, I'm going to look at that and say, wow, I had 75 time vacuum minutes wasted today. Right? So if you think about it from that standpoint, now you've got a number, right? If you have a number, then you can do something about it. Mm. Because if you measure it, you can manage it, right? That's what, it. That's what all the uh, gurus say. I actually- it, it is so true though. It is really true because you can't get anywhere until you know where you are and where you want to go and what are the parts that you have in between, whatever right. that function is. Well, use and Google Maps. Yeah. Take Google Maps, for instance. If I want to go somewhere, I'm going to pop open Google Maps. What's the first thing it's going to tell me? Where are you? Where or where I do am. you want to go? Yep. And then it's going to ask me where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So now I can map a course to get to where I want to go. And it's going to ask me a series of questions. Do I want to take highways? Do I want to walk? Do I want to ride a bicycle? Do I, you know, do I want to take toll roads? Right. You know, there's all these other factors that play into how long it takes to get somewhere. And that's why time navigation is such an important tool. I love it. I love it. it it's, it's, you're really putting a different focus on what it is that you're doing during the day, because we are all busy business owners that are trapped in our business. And yeah, I would say trapped, you know, where we're trying to wear eight different hats, we're uh, chasing clients and putting out fires and trying to grow and expand where we're doing all this stuff. Um, but yet we don't necessarily look down and say, what exactly did I do? And what were the time vacuums that got in my way? Right. So the, the, the learned and earned it part of this one for me was I've read thousands of hours of books, right? I never used to enjoy reading. Go back to the Snoopy Watch days. I was comic books, Bazooka Joe uh, comics. You know, those are yeah. my favorite because they were like this big. I would read the Cliff Notes version of a book just because I didn't want to read the book. You know, and I, I listen really good, but I hated reading. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, I have a buddy of mine. He's, <clears throat> we've really been on this journey together for the last 15 years. And he would read everything. I mean, he was like, every book that came out, he would read it. He's like, Tom, have you read this? Have you read this? No, but what did you get out of it? And he would give me the bullet points. And I'm like, cool, now I don't have to read it. (laughs) But then I started reading books on business management. And I loved them, right? Traction by Gino Wickman is actually one of my favorites. Yes, It's a blueprint to how to manage your company really, 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 really good. Except for one thing. And this is... You know, you read that one, you read Scaling Up, you read, uh, uh, what's the one? Whatever. It'll hit me uh, in a few minutes and I'll Tourette's it out. But they all do really good at bringing you from your 10-year vision down to your three-year, down to your one-year, down to your quarter, down to your week. Yep. So important, everybody. Absolutely. So important to have a plan of what you're doing. Super, super critical. But they stop at the week. Mm. They all stopped at the week. Every Mm. single one of them that I was looking at stopped at a week. And it's like, well, hold on. There's still five more opportunities in there. There's still 40 more hours. screw it up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could totally be off track on Monday and not realize it till Friday. No, 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 no. no. Let's drill this down a little, a step further. So I started looking at what can we do every day 
to really focus on our business, yeah. right? I've heard you talk about cadence. I've heard you talk about making sure you have daily metrics. Mm-hmm. Those are critical, right? If I have to dial five people to get one sale, then I better dial 10 people to get two, right? That's what, Let's well, scale that's, it up. Yep. Otherwise, I'm just shooting to be exactly level. And I don't want to be level. I don't want anybody to ever gain satisfaction. Think about that. <gasps> that's perfect. Yes. It's, right? it's, it's really, you want to, yeah, you want to go above and beyond. I mean, that's why we're business owners, right? Because we didn't fit into the box the that end. we were somewhere else. Right. Satisfaction is the antithesis. That's the word of the day. The antithesis of success. Mm, love it. Yeah. I'm writing that one down too. Yeah. Um, Trademark that one, get it, get it in there. You know, it's, it's so fun when we're, when we're brainstorming and sharing and talking because we come up with these sound bites that are incredible. And yeah. so, I mean, I've come up with plenty of them. I, I, one of the, one of the, uh, uh coaches that I follow speaks in sound bites. So I've, I've turned my ear to catch them. And I think they're fantastic. They really, they really get to something and it's like rewriting something and remembering it because it's catchy and they go, Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I love like, that oh, you wrote it down. I better get that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are perfect. Okay. Yeah. So back on time, time losses here. Yep. Um, so we're, we're talking about these vacuums that are coming in here. And you said that everybody knocks it down and stops it a week and you took it to the day. Um, do you go down to the minute? Do you, do you go down to the, the everything you, know, you do? I, mean, I am do you so happy you asked it? me that question. And that, by the way, for the record, that was not a Fed question, but it's a perfect question here. Well, none of these are Fed questions. I just know <laughs> who you are and I've done my research and I think I can bring out the best. So That's so, fantastic. So the 960. So when I first came to the 960 uh, concept, science tells us we're supposed to sleep for how long? Eight hours. Eight hours, right? So these need I, eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> so we all have a different metric on that, but let's go with eight, right? Because science says eight, so we'll use that as the baseline. So there's 24 hours in a day, and I'm I love numbers, by the way. So math is one of my favorite languages. So 24 minus eight is 16, right? Well, 16 times 60 is 960. So when I first started this branding concept, these were literally nine, six, zero. That's how it was branded out. Okay. I'm looking at it and I'm talking to people. I'm testing it off of a bunch of people in my sphere. And 20% of them were turned off by the fact that I was coming at them with 960 opportunities a day. Ah, okay. That's where I was like, 960. Okay, where did it correlate? We said 16 right. times. Okay, got it. Right. I'm so with you. 960 opportunities. And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. That's overwhelming. I can't do that. That's too much. And I said, okay, all right. I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm compassionate. I'm, I'm wanting to dive into this a little deeper. What if it looked like this? And that's where this brand actually came out. And they're like, oh, I like that. That's cool. That one doesn't intimidate me. It's kind of retro-y. It's got a nice little flair to it. And I'm like, okay, but it doesn't fit with what I'm trying to do. So let me, let me think about that. So then I was like, okay, well, I could do nine 60 minute concepts that people could then learn from. And I'm like, okay, but that means I have to talk for 960 minutes and I like to get straight to the point. So now, now I have to be verbose, which takes me out of my lane 
So let's not do that, but let's keep the brand. So let's spin it a little bit. So it's still 960 opportunities, by the way. <laughs> I came back to that because the people who I want to reach are thinking about what it takes to make their money every minute. Mm, so absolutely. If you're, if you're making, say, $200,000 a year, and this is going to be rough math. I'm not going to be exact. Sure. But Okay, let's make it exact math. So if you're making $208,000 a year and you have 2080 working hours, which most entrepreneurs have like way more than that. Then, 16 hours a day, six days a week. So that's, that's the normal. Exactly. Well, that's, that's the expectation, isn't it? Well, so let's, yeah. let's spin back around to that one in a minute. But let's say we're making $100 a minute. Actually, I think it'd be closer to $10 a minute. So let's call okay. it $10 a minute. Okay. So $10 a minute gets us to $60 an hour, which gets us short of that hundred, but I like easy numbers for my, for my diagram here. So $10 a minute. If you've lost 75 minutes between Facebook and Jim stopping by to talk about the soccer match, that's $750 you left on the table. Yeah. So Yikes. now you have to take that from a different account. If your time is ledgered out like your accounting and your work ledger suddenly has a minus 750 on it, you've got to go dive into a different ledger. Let's say it's probably more than likely it's family or relationships that you're now taking <laughs> from and you're going to debit a $750 time credit from there so that you can make up for it over on your, your work ledger. And what you've just done is stolen from the happy stuff of your life to make totally. money. And that's the trap that business owners land in. So here's the reality to that. If, if the business owner was working 100% of the time in their day, mm -hmm. then that would make sense. But there was studies that said something like employees only really work like two and a half hours oh, a day. So, so let's put, let's put a little flexibility into our, into our mind and say, okay, well, if we're not working eight hours solid, a hundred percent every day, then we do have some flexibility to talk to Jim and, and look at Facebook. But I think, I think we're, you know, and, and I just wanted to play the devil's advocate here just a little bit, no. but, but Good on the, but it. on the flip side of that though, if you put that at the tail part of your day, then you got everything done that you wanted to get done during the day, right? You start right. off, you start strong, and you pound that, you pound through all the tasks that you need to do. Yeah, and I and think that's, that's the philosophy that that I would take out of this. And I think that's managing expectations, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, but you you actually bring up a great point. It's how do I maximize my ability to make my hundred dollars an hour by having employees? So. Mm -hmm. Let's touch on that one real quick because you're yeah. right. I read the same study and I believe it was 2.7 hours a day on average <laughs> that employees work. And uh, you yeah, know, you're paying them for eight. <laughs> I was talking to a CEO recently and I said, so how, how many of your employees actually work for you? And he says, oh, about half. <laughs> right. So that opens up many, many, many dialogues. So right. Number one, or rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. Or vacuums. Oh, let's vacuums. go back to that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it opens up how do I hire? When do I hire to improve my ability to make my earning? Right. How do I manage who I hire 
to, to be successful? Yes, I have an answer for that. And how do I know that they're in alignment with what I'm trying to accomplish? Right? And so, can they get the job done in the time that you're expecting them to get it done? Okay, the answer to that one is always no. Of course. <laughs> because you can't replicate yourself. So if, if we're setting up expectations okay. around, around ourselves within our companies, which you should, then it's either you train really amazing or you hire really, really, really amazing or you expect 80% of yourself and everyone around you. And that's so, pretty fair. I mean, you know, I put my I put my blood, sweat and tears into my business. You know, this is my baby, right? Exactly. So I'm going to work harder than anybody I hire in. But I think, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of hiring based on tasks. And, and, you know, as a small business owner, you know, it's really hard to hire someone for eight hours a day and, and oh. find things for them to do because that becomes a whole nother job. Exactly. Um, you know, hiring and you're still for not tasks. revenue generating. And I'm still not revenue generating <laughs> because I'm having to, to do that. But hiring for tasks that need to be done and saying, okay, what would you charge to do this task? Or what would I pay you to do that task? I think is, is my favorite way currently. Yeah. Well, let's go back to that hourly rate, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if you're trying to do $200 an hour or $100 an hour, then what would you spend? What is your time investment? to do something out of your lane. You know, like for me, I hate bookkeeping. Yes. And you shouldn't be doing your own bookkeeping. Let the professionals do bookkeeping. You know, full disclosure, I watch my bank statement and I don't really do bookkeeping. <laughs> At the end of the year, it comes to tax time. It's like, oh, I better throw together a quick P&L. <laughs> right, right, right. And you missed opportunities on that. Oh, are you kidding? Just a few, totally. just a few, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so I think, I think that's it. You know, when it's, when um, the direction you're going in, if you're, if you are a hundred dollar an hour person and it, you, you try to do your own accounting and it takes you four hours to do that accounting at a hundred dollars an hour, that costs you $400 to do your accounting. Right. But if you paid somebody $200 an hour to do the accounting and they got it done in one hour, you or actually less. saved or less preferably um, yeah. or, or most, most likely, but you saved yourself the $200 and more realistically, you were able to generate income because doing accounting is not generating income. And nope. you have to, you have to set that priority on your business. And that's my worst thing that I'm a super creative. So I'm always going down lanes. I shouldn't be going down. But, but if you don't have that target of, is this going to bring me money? Is this going to profit, increase the profits, then you shouldn't be doing it. Yep. And I like to have people think about that from I'm in my primary income position mm -hmm. or I'm not. Right. Mm -hmm. And I actually, yeah. I have an app that I have people measure their time with. And it's across 10 categories, ranging from making money to working on my spirituality and everything in between, you know, from journaling to being with your family to working out to life balance, personal and professional development. People don't realize it, but there's a value to that. Oh, tremendous value. Right. And then we didn't we didn't stop income. our education in college or high school or whatever or, you know, professional school that we ended up in. It's an everyday thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to get mired by knowledge travel, but that's another time vacuum. <laughs> we might need a whole section just on that. Right. But, uh, but with that said, it's the app actually gives you a score every day 
of how well you did against what your targets were. Hmm. So it's, it's actually, I believe it's the only numerical representation of your success in a time tracking app on the market. Oh, nice. Is that your own app or, or is that someone else's app that you just My used? own app is under development. Cool. But I have, a, I have an app that I'm using in the interim that's actually by the same company that's building out the new one. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. White, labeling is, tribe. white labeling is a great tool. I love white labeling. That's where you take your own brand and put it on someone else's work. And, yep. um, you know, it's another another income stream for you. I'm always looking at streams that you can have on there. As long so, as the streams are related. Yeah. So let's do, let's talk one more brief piece here um, uh, as we, before we wrap up here. And, and I want to talk, we talked about all the problems that we mm-hmm. have with time and how time gets in our way and the vacuums suck us down and, <laughs> and, and all the things that we shouldn't be doing. Could we flip that around? Is there something that we can do that's positive that we can Absolutely. Think, you know, add to our, our calendar right now or our, our, our thought processes? Yeah, I think the number one thing is changing the thought processes, mm-hmm. right? Um, managing yourself is the number one thing. I mean, that's the whole point of the program right? If I manage expectations of myself, I can then manage expectations of those around me. You know, I think the number one thing that gets the busy business heroes is somebody calls and we want to get their sale, right? So we drop everything and we pick up that call and we take it and we talk to them. And 45 minutes later, we go back to what we were doing, right? Yep. But what if we took the call and said, hey, Jim, I would love to talk to you about this. Can I call you back at three o'clock this afternoon? Does that work into your schedule? And then we dedicate 60 minutes to talk to them in a business development mindset, mm-hmm. go back to completing the tasks that we were trying to make money with when Jim called. Yes, I know people forget about that because they're hungry and they're like, there's a client. I have to Absolutely. drop everything for the client. I'm just as guilty as the next guy. Oh, totally. We all are. But, you know, the funny thing, I don't remember who it was, and I have to look it up because I've been quoting him lately. There was a gentleman that said um, it actually takes 15 minutes to switch between tasks to get your mindset going to, you know, I mean, you're working on something, something interrupts you. You have to think you have to, you know, park that information, set the new information and then get before you're productive on that new top project. And then it takes you another 15 minutes to be able to transition back into the other one. So that's a big time loss. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking, I love that idea of saying, Hey, I'm a, I'm working on something now. I want to give you my full attention. I want to give you the best I have to give. Why don't we schedule that at three o'clock? Yeah. And, and I think that's better because then you also, you as the business owner are going to be in a better position, well thought out, uh, to, to better land that deal right? than by just taking it on the fly. Yeah. A couple other things that people could do is set up a very rigid morning routine, mm. you know, morning routine, say it takes you 30 minutes to get ready. It takes 30 minutes to eat breakfast and prep your lunch. It takes 30 minutes to do a workout, it takes 30 minutes to connect with your journaling or 30 minutes to read, right? Whatever it is. If work starts at seven or eight for you, then start two hours ahead of that and cover four of those every day. Mm. Because it's going to enrich your life if you set the battery back to zero every day and you say, okay, I'm programming this new thing in my head. 
I'm going to journal about it every morning for 30 minutes until it sets. Ooh, I and like that. We're going to go forward, right? Because it, the average, they say it takes 21 days to build a habit. But on the flip side of that, it takes 42 days to break a habit. So I don't like thinking in seven week intervals, right? I or six week intervals. I would rather set a new habit and only have it take three three weeks to set. Mm. Uh, James Clear talks about that in Atomic Habits. So that one's a really good one to actually get into. Instead of breaking habits, set new habits. Set new habits. I like that. I like that. Um, and I think it is important. Um, anything that we do, even to expand the conversation about you know transitioning time and giving your best to it, you want to give your best to your business. And um, I you learned long ago that yeah. Well, I learned long ago that if I'm not taking care of me, then I can't take care of my family and run my business. And if I'm not doing, if I'm not giving to them, they're taking and taking is takes more energy from me than me being in a position to give. If that's not too woo woo or kooky for you. But my thought is that if you take that time in the morning to set up, refuel, take care of yourself. Then when you arrive at your desk at seven or eight in the morning, you're ready to work rather than going, oh, I'm going to eat my breakfast at desk. I haven't had my coffee yet. And yes, coffee is a necessity for me. I haven't had my coffee yet. And, and then you, you know, it's now eight thirty nine o'clock before you start working. So that's another time vacuum because you didn't take that time in the morning. Woo. That's my yeah. big aha. Love well, it. You move, you moved your routine to a different part of the day. Well, now you have to work later. Yeah. You know, so personally, true. or you don't I get it rather, done and you're not as successful. Right. I would rather work from six to two. You know, that's my ideal time. Everybody has their own ideal time. They I'm do. a morning person. Me too. I love the morning. That's my, that's the magic part of the day. Right. So for me, working early is better than working late. Mm. I'd rather work on relationships in the evening when everybody's more in tune with that part than working on my tasks. I want my so tasks true. out of the way straight away. So important. And I think that's a clarity that you should understand too, because not everybody's morning people like us. No. Um, but but the funny thing about it is I can get tasks done in the morning, but my creativity window is like at, at between four and six. So I can be super creative. So it's kind of funky. I mean, I'm sure I could shift it and pull it back, but I noticed it's like, ooh, you know, I get a little blocked, but I get super creative between four and six. Yeah, I've discovered that on the week, my most creative point of the week is from noon to 8 p.m. on Friday. Really? Yeah. And I think that goes back to when I was launching my business as an employee. Ah, that's really where the only time you had to do it. Right. Because nobody would call me. <laughs> Who wants to reach out to you on Friday afternoon? You're not going to get anybody. So That's it was quiet. It was quiet and I could focus. But it, I've been working on bringing that trend throughout the week just so I could spread it out because that's that's a tough eight hours to try to really compress all that work into. So true. So true. And and I think, again, managing your time and, and setting those ex- expectations for yourself and putting yeah. it in little blocks. But, um, you know, uh, I've been um, I'm I'm reinvigorating my training because um, uh, I play ice hockey and that's a sprint sport. And so I've been training over the past year and a half that I haven't been on the ice. Um, differently. And I went back out on the ice on Friday night and I was dying because it's a sprint. 
So this morning's workout, yeah. you know, the last couple of workouts have been one minute on, one minute off, one minute on, one minute off. And I'm trying to expand it to two minutes on, you know, one yeah. minute off and, and sprint that way. Um, but it takes training. And I think if we're going to do that in our business, we have to train ourselves the new way and say, okay, how many hours am I going to work on this task or how many minutes am I going to work on this task? And then I'm going to take a break and work on something else, you know, yeah, or go back I to it. Remember but, there was an Italian physicist, I believe, who actually came up with a, a concept around that. And it was working for 25 minutes and then taking a five minute R and R or do something else break. I like numbers again. So I like prime numbers. So I actually tell people work 23 minutes because it's an obscure number. Right. And then use seven minutes to do the other things, right? Look at your email, check your voicemail, whatever. But as soon as that seven minutes is up, come back, shut it all back off. You know, I was asked yeah. once, what's the easiest way I could get more done? And I said, take every single distraction or notification out of that thing and yes. shut them off. I had to do that on mine too recently. So I'm, I'm in sleep mode all the time because it'd be ding, ding, ding. And I chase squirrels constantly. So yeah, um, well, something well. popped up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to do that. That's a huge, that's a huge help for me lately. Yeah. So, so awesome. the easiest things people could do are set morning routines, shut off notifications and manage expectations. If they do that, they're going to squeeze more minutes back out of their day. I love it. And be intentional, right? have that piece on there because you have to do things. You have to set the plan out. Yep. You know, what do I have to get done today? That's going to move my business forward to the next level and, and then focus on it, get it yeah. done and then move on to the next task. And I think that's, that's the piece that so many of us are missing because we're, we're in constant reaction mode. The phone rings, the, the staff comes in, this problem happened, that happened. I'm a squirrel, bing, something pops up and I chase that. And <laughs> those know, total those distractions are awful. It's funny I enough. I love squirrels. Funny enough, I actually have a squirrel because oh, that's, I- that's it, great. I got it from one of a speaker years ago, but I think it's hilarious because yeah, we, <laughs> I'm constantly chasing them and I have to tell myself to stop. My coach goes, yeah. where's your squirrel, Marcia? You're, you're, you're going down the wrong path again. I'm like, okay, that's okay, awesome. I got it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that, uh, training coaches, getting help. That's one thing business owners don't do well. Right. So I'm actually bringing the 960 to market starting in the first Monday of August with a 21 day momentum challenge. Excellent. Perfect timing. And it's, it's a 21 point uh, sprint to get people the foundation to start working on their growth from. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cover everything from setting goals to email management to the three different phases of time vacuums and take it all the way through 21 days of training with activities. I love it. And then that'll lead into ongoing uh, deeper dives after that. Perfect. Well, this was perfect timing because I was going to ask where can listeners find out more about you, but you keyed that up and that's a perfect thing. I would love to hear more about it. Where can listeners find that program, the 21 day sprint? So the 21 day sprint, if they go to my site, hobsolutions.com, there'll be a small block under that. That'll take them to more information. Awesome. Awesome. And then, um, you know, it, it's it's not going to be a huge time commitment, right? It's going to be a oh, little no. chunks that we can do on a, on a daily basis, right? I'm going to do a Facebook live every morning at 9 a.m. And then they can go once they're in the group, they can go back and pick those up all the way back to the beginning. Perfect. Love it. Well, I'm going to join this, on. So nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, catch me in there because we can all use, we all need to grab hold. I mean, with the shift that we've had, um, you know, the pandemic occurred a year and a half ago. We all went into stop and shock mode, and then we started reevaluating ourselves and working at home. And now we're in a position of going back (laughs) into the work environment and, and meeting with people. And now I'm in a position of going, wow, I got so much more done over the last year and a half than I had done in the past. How do I now evolve back into going to those meetings and, you know, yeah. doing my networking and being out with clients and the things that need to be done on top of staying on the work I have to do. So I need that time navigation. I See, love I the, that, plug that branding in. That's awesome. But I also, <laughs> uh, it's funny you mentioned networking meetings. I actually have a part of that 21 day sprint that covers that one exactly. Perfect. Because- yeah. Yes, I'm in provisors. I'm in, you know, I'm in all these, all these professional services networking, yep. and it's like, wow, two hours. That's a long time. It is <laughs> so, a long time, but it, that's a time investment, right? It is. It is. You know, I, I like to offset time vacuums with time investments because it Perfect. it is just as important to have value building time as it is to have value sucking time. Awesome. So there is a there is an opposite to everything. There is and balance. I think I think that balance is important to to keep everything flowing. So yes. awesome, Tom. Thank you. So they can reach you at Hobbs Solutions, correct? Hobsolutions.com and that's one S in the middle, not two. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's a tricker, huh? It so. kind of it wasn't meant to be, but <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing you put that. I'll make sure I spell it correctly in the in the podcast notes. So great. Oh, I appreciate that. Absolutely. So listeners, I hope you found an idea or two or three or four to put into your business that will help you be more profitable because that's our goal here is we really want to help and give you an idea to shift you into more profits. And then now more than ever, it's important to build your own profit plan. So don't forget don't forget to pick up my five ways to turn your business into one worth selling right now. Go check it out at my website, trajectorybiz, that's biz.com. And Tom and I would love to hear your questions, feedback, comments. Um, Just hit us up and subscribe. Boy, my mouse stopped working. Subscribe on today's um, podcast so you can hear about it. We can hear your comments. And then you can hear also about next week's show. So as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Thank you.